What is up, everybody? Welcome into episode 49 of Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. Well, we've come to the end of another week. Thank God. Is it another week closer to baseball? Who the hell knows? At this point, it is starting to seem, even more so than ever, that things are slowly starting to go back to normal here in the great state of Michigan as some of the governor's orders are slowly being lifted. I think I'll probably be getting back to my my normal job here pretty soon, probably in the next week plus. What does this all mean for baseball? Well, probably very little right now. No news currently regarding how close or how far away we are to having baseball in 2020 and not a whole lot to report on. I'll say this, I have personally given it some thought what this podcast could look like if there isn't a baseball season this year. And it's it's a very scary thought because I was I was so excited when I got hired by Locked On and, and I I'm very thankful to be here. I don't want anyone to to misinterpret that. I'm very happy to be in this position, but I was so happy when I got hired and I was so happy about when I got hired. The timing I felt like was perfect because we were about at the time about a month and a half away from baseball starting. Spring training, I think, was already in full swing. If not, it was just about to be in full swing. There were many things to talk about, and I felt like it was perfect time because you would have about a solid month plus to kind of get introduced to me as a host and I getting introduced to all of you as an audience, and I thought it would set things up perfectly to really hit the ground running once the Tigers season started and this pandemic has thrown a wrench into all those plans and I've tried to conceptualize what this podcast will be like if there isn't a baseball season this year and it's not something I'm particularly looking forward to if that is the case. I, I It will be a major struggle. It already has been. You know, I, I saved myself a lot of time with the countdown. I bought me, what, seven weeks worth of content with the countdown of the top 25 games of the last decade, and yet I've still been kind of riding the struggle bus over these last few weeks. It's been very difficult. It's been very, very difficult, and I'm going to have to really think here and look at what this podcast could be like if there isn't any regular season baseball in 2020. It's something that only only me can figure out. No, I, I I can't get help from from really anybody else at this point. This is going to be my baby going forward. I asked for that responsibility, and if there isn't baseball, well, it's going to make things a whole lot more difficult. With that said, it is a Friday mailbag show today. I put the word out on Twitter, and I put the word out on here that I would be fielding questions today, and you responded with some questions of your own, and I appreciate that. Thank you to the people on Twitter who responded. This first one from Marcus Big Hammer Jr., that's at Big Hammer Jr. on Twitter. What is your worst and best memory as a Tigers fan? Ironically, they're about a week apart. My favorite memory, I've always said and will continue to say, the standout one to me was 2013 Game 4 of the ALDS against the A's, Max Scherzer coming out of the pen to pitch in an elimination game for the Tigers. A's loaded the bases in the top of the eighth inning. Tigers nursing a one-run lead. Max 
would pitch out of that jam. Verlander would do his thing two nights later, and the Tigers would move on to the ALCS. And then the worst memory comes about a week later. David Ortiz hitting that grand slam off of Joaquin Benoit, tying that ball game in Game 2. I've been adamant in my belief that if the Tigers get that out, they sweep that series. They go to the World Series, and I think they would have beaten the Cardinals. I, I, You know, obviously, it's revisionist history. It's wishful thinking. But uh, considering we don't have those memories, we don't have that World Series to hold on to, all we kind of have is our imaginations. And I have a hard time believing that in three separate World Series, the Tigers would suffer from having a long layoff in between the ALCS and the World Series. So that one stands out as my worst because that team was better than the Red Sox. That team was the best team in baseball that year. That team should have won the World Series, and they didn't. This next one coming from Mike. I can never pronounce his last name. Kawano? Uh, you know what? Uh, maybe I did just pronounce his last name correctly. That's at Trigaman Mike on Twitter. Not sure if you've done this already. Your name GM of Detroit tomorrow and you have full control, roster, salary, not an issue. All personnel coaches to players are your call. What are the five things you do first? This is always a tough question for me because I think people assume that I'm much more intelligent than I actually am. I sit in the back of the classroom and, and hurl spitballs, but I'll never claim that being the GM of a major baseball team is a easy task because it's not. It's extremely, extremely difficult. You need a really intelligent person to lead you to the promised land. I mean, there's reasons why teams go X amount of years without ever having, ever sniffing the postseason. It's a really difficult thing to do to put together a baseball team that is competitive. So I don't know if I can think of five moves. I mean, right now there's nothing you can do because of the pandemic, but let's say I was, I was given this job a couple months ago. I would have tried to ship Matt Boyd see what you could get for him. I would make a, a more serious run at Yasiel Puig or a player of his caliber in free agency. I'm not a, I understand the idea of not trying to sign a ton of guys to long-term deals right now. It's a rebuilding team. I understand that, but you got to aim higher than Ivan Nova. You got to aim higher than, than Cameron Maben or Austin Roma. Not to say that they're terrible players, but come on. No, nobody circles these guys at the at the beginning of every offseason saying that's who I want. You know, I'd make a harder run for, for guys in free agency. And I would talk to Chris Illich about spending, about the possibility of opening up the wallet a little bit more because recently I've, I've come to realize I don't really put any of the free agent signings on Alavila. I just think it's on Chris Illich's inability to open up the checkbook and spend. So those are two things that kind of stand out right away as major disappointments. And the the other big one, I'm I'm taking Spencer Torkelson, number one in the draft. I'll talk more about that in the second segment. And that's a good way to end this first segment. I'll be right back to answer a few more of your questions in segment number two after these messages. Mima Remedies is a CBD company providing full-spectrum CBD hemp oil and Flower. The company is owned by Michigan State alums and Southwest Michigan residents, featuring only two ingredients, along with USDA certified organic MCT oil derived from coconuts, CO2 extracted full spectrum CBD from hemp, organically grown in Oregon, where MIMA founder Brandon Denler got his start in the industry working with other Michigan State alums. To celebrate MIMA's first season growing their hemp in Michigan, we are giving Lockdown listeners 25% off at MIMAremedies.com. 
Full-spectrum extract retains terrapines and flavor of hemp flower, no additives or flavoring. All products third-party lab tested, always below 0.3% THC. Find Mima on Instagram at Mima Remedies, Facebook, and at MimaRemedies.com. And if you go to Mima Remedies, use the promo code Locked On for 25% off your offer. That's Locked On for 25% off of your offer. If you're looking for high-quality CBD products from a brand you can trust, Mima is a match made in Michigan. Built Bars are tasty. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. 16 amazing flavors, 8 chocolate nut flavors, 8 chocolate nut-free flavors. It says so on the packaging. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. I had my very first one just the other day, the peanut butter brownie one. And unlike a lot of other protein bars, which have a little bit of crunch to them, these, they really do melt in your mouth. And Built Bars are healthy too. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or girl. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Look at uh, something like the peanut butter brownie, the one I just talked about. That's 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, 3 grams net carbs. You can try them today, but we have a special offer as well. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use the promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And we're back, everybody. So like I said, I'll answer a few more of your questions here. This next one coming from Milton Season. That's at MGoBlueB on Twitter. Does Nico Goodrum or any of the young guys on the MLB roster right now have a future with the Tigers? I like this question because I've talked so much about the guys in the farm system, the three-headed monster of pitchers with Mize, Manning, and Scooball. I've talked about young hitting prospects like Riley Green and Isaac Paredes. But is there anyone on the team now who's been contributing, you know, contributing in quotation marks, to this baseball team over the last couple of years that could be here to stay? I like Nico Goodrum, actually. I, I think Nico Goodrum is a guy who who I can see being on a legit playoff contender at some point, and even starting. He's he's versatile. He can play a lot of positions. He's a good athlete. He loves being in Detroit. Seems like a really good dude. Very likable clubhouse presence. I like his story. This was a guy the Twins kind of gave up on him. He's, he's found a home here in Detroit. I could see potentially him maybe being the only one. I don't see Jacoby being here for that much longer. I, I think he'll, he'll play out his contract and probably sign with another team. I don't see the Tigers re-signing him. The Tigers really like Victor Reyes. He's another guy to me, though, that like you you keep Victor Reyes here as long as you want, but the second the free agent market opens up and you can get a guy who's of greater value than him, you sign him and that guy takes his spot. Like I don't see him. I could be wrong here because the Tigers are very high on him. I, I could be wrong, but I don't see him as a, as an everyday starter for a solid major league team talked about Jake Rogers, who I still consider a prospect and I don't think exceeded the rookie limits last season. So I think is still technically a prospect. He's another guy, you know, who you want to see really take another step. I'd say this season, but who knows if we're, if we're even going to have a season. There's many things to like about him. Great pitch framer, great game caller, keeps guys off the base paths with a great arm. 
but we haven't seen the bat produce even close to good enough at the major league level so far. So I would say if there's anybody, maybe those three guys, probably Goodrum, Victor Reyes, and Jake Rogers. Goodrum, depending on the type of year he could have, obviously not this season, but in a 2021, because of his versatility and because of the contract, could be solid trade bait. But yeah, those are the only three guys who I, I could see maybe, maybe being on this team two, three years from now, to be quite honest with you. Next question from Brendan Wilson, Brendan Will 33 on Twitter. How long until Torkelson is an everyday starter for the Tigers? Assuming, of course, the Tigers take Spencer Torkelson at number one in this June's draft, which all signs are pointing to they will, and I hope they do. They should. They better. That's a really good question because, you know, he's not going to have a minor league season this year. If they really wanted to be fun and cheeky, they would just call him up. I mean, it's going to be a joke of a season anyway. Why not? Uh, that's not going to happen, obviously. And I'm not even, I'm kind of joking about that. I think it's, you know, if he if he hits the way people say he's going to hit, it's not out of the realm of possibility that 2022, by midseason, we could see him. I mean, I think a guy on a similar trajectory is Andrew Vaughn out of California, who the White Sox drafted in 2019. A lot of people felt like if there would have been a full season this year, he could have been a guy who debuted as early as 2020. So I think that's a guy in Torkelson who's probably on a similar path, assuming, of course, that he continues to hit the way he did or even close to the way he did in college. And assuming, of course, his glove comes along. He, he's a guy who a lot of people have talked about at first base, some people have brought up third. I saw an article on MLB the other day talking about how he's more versatile with the glove than some people make him out to be. But look, if you can hit, they'll find a spot for you. I think at the earliest, we're, we're talking probably maybe, maybe late 2021 season, but more likely probably mid-season 2022. Now, this last question comes to us from Avery G at 1Avery1 on Twitter. Should a Tribe fan or Tiger fan or Twins fan, whatever, who has yearned for a championship, really want to win it all in some sort of cockeyed, giggity, shortened season? I say, let the Yankees or Dodgers win it and beat their chest about it. I don't care. It's not a real season to me. I, I understand that thinking. I do, because there is, man, there really is something to be said about the grind of a baseball season, the wear and tear that it has on teams on players and on coaches, not just physically, but but psychologically as well. And taking a season and cutting it in half, playing it with no fans, would not feel particularly real. I understand that. They're probably, considering the, the guidelines that have been put forth, there probably wouldn't even be a parade. You could barely call it a championship if there's no parade. It's one of those things, look, if somebody wants to say that it's a real championship, Go ahead and enjoy it, man. You're you're welcome to. If somebody wants to say this wasn't legit, I don't buy it. It was only half a season. I understand that thinking as well. I'm very fortunate, and in in this aspect, I am lucky that I don't have to worry about a team winning a championship this year. Even if you were playing a ten game season, I wouldn't like the Tigers' chances to win a World Series. So that's not something I necessarily have to worry about. But with that said, I think if you're looking at a team like the Indians or a team like the Padres or the Mariners, I mean, the the Mariners stink, but just go with my point here, who either have never won a championship or haven't won one in a long time, winning it all in an 82-game season wouldn't be a bad place to start. So, I, strangely, I'll bring this up, quite possibly the best possible scenario for Major League Baseball would be if the Astros won it all this year, because you would have so many you it would create it would create such a swarm 
of differentiating opinions regarding how valid that championship was for so many different reasons. So maybe not the best for Major League Baseball, like I said, but it would definitely be the most intriguing, which is what this sport needs right now. And to make this to make things as intriguing as possible, get them on the field. Let's start a season, please, for the love of God. I do not want to go 14 months on my podcast having not talked about a single meaningful baseball game. Please get this season going. All right, end of rant. That is going to do it for today's podcast. That's going to do it for this week's worth of podcasts. You can follow me on my personal Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow this show on Twitter at Tigers. If you have any questions for the mailbag segment, which we, I think, are probably going to continue doing every Friday, you can send those to this show's Gmail account, LockedOnTigers at gmail.com. And if you're feeling up to it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review for this show. It would be much appreciated, and I I think I brought this up a few days ago as well. I'm back to reviewing movies on YouTube, returning to my roots. The link to that page is in my bio on my personal Twitter, so go there. Please click the like button. Please subscribe. Comment on the videos. It would be much, much, much appreciated. Thank you very much for listening. I will be back here on Monday. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.